Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Starseed Radio Academy, empowering Starseed to better serve the planet. Welcome to Starseed Radio Academy. It's Tuesday, September 19th, 2017, and I'm your host, Arielle Taylor, with my co-hosts this evening, Lavendar and Anastasia. Well, our guest tonight is Nan Martin, who is an intuitive life, business, and health coach who believes in a holistic approach to self-transformation, which includes addressing the whole self, or the emotional, mental, spiritual, and physical aspects of our being. She helps others to find their authentic self and inner compass or intuition that has been blocked by emotional, mental, and genetic garbage, including false belief systems and patterns. She calls this holistic transformational process self-discovery coaching. Nan recently created genetic coaching to help others build a solid biochemical foundation based on their genetics to accelerate the transformational process. This is fast becoming the cutting-edge way to support the mind and body through nutrigenomics. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Nan is one of the first to translate it into spiritual discovery work. And she's helped thousands of individuals and their animals support their mind and body through coaching, therapeutic essential oils, CBD oil, and professional nutritional supplements. Nan is also the author of Stress Less, Transforming Stress to Success. And she has appeared on ABC and NBC. You can check out her websites, which are nanmartincoaching.com, experience-essential-oils.com, experiencestressfreeliving.com, and experience-essential-oils-shop.com. This is on the announcement, I mean the the show announcement, so you can uh, click those links there. At the top of the show, it's Anastasia's Starseed News, bringing topics of interest to starseeds that you won't hear in the mainstream. And we'd like to thank Jada and Fiona for hosting the switchboard tonight for anyone who has a question or comment for Nan. Check out our Starseed community at starseedhotline.ning.com, and it's a safe place to connect with other starseeds, thanks to Tammy's dedication and help with the forum. You can download our shows on iTunes or right here on Blog Talk Radio. And if you'd like to show your support of our program, please just click follow on our page here and you'll get our weekly show notices. The toll-free number for our main site, starseedhotline.com, is 888-881-0881. The Stage 1 Starseed confirmations are based on Lavendar's discovery of star markings and your natal astrological chart, And the Stage 2 session is a one-on-one phone session available with Lavendar, Anastasia, or myself. And for those who need healing of any kind, whether it's emotional, physical, spiritual, for yourself or your pets, Tammy's powerful remote sessions will make a difference for you. And if you have a birthday coming up, you don't want to miss out on your 10 hours of power, you can find out when that happens by requesting your solar return timing. And remember, if you want an interpretation, you need to order it about two months ahead of time because we do have a waiting list. So uh, first this evening, I will introduce Anastasia with her wonderful Starseed News. Hey, Anastasia. 
Well, good evening, Ariel. Good evening, Starseed listeners. It's great to be back with you. The weeks are flying by, and we have lots of news. Aren't they? Mm-hmm. Aren't they, though? Yeah. Wow. Time is speeding up for sure. Well, there's a double star in the morning sky. Now, are you one of those early risers that might get up before sunrise? Well, if you look east, <laughs> Venus is passing by first magnitude star Regulus and is forming a bright double star in the waxing twilight sky. The eye-catching close encounter will continue for the next two days, so we have a couple of days to catch that. And yesterday we had something really unusual happen. They say it's a rare moon occultation, occultation. That's right. Yesterday, the 18th of September, the moon passed in front of three planets and one of the brightest stars in our night sky, all in less than 24 hours, making this a special lunar occultation. And as far as lunar... Am I saying that right? Lavendar would I think so. And as as far as lunar occultations go, this one's a rare sight. The moon passed in front of Venus then the first magnitude star Regulus, then Mars, and finally Mercury. And as the moon orbits our planet, it regularly travels in front of other objects in the sky, but it's rare to get a planetary alignment quite like the one yesterday. And it won't be until 2036 when we get another moon occultation with those three planets. So it's going to be a long time. I didn't know about it in advance, or I would have notified you last week. (laughs) I, too, found out about it too late. Well, uh, uh, quite a bit of news about hurricanes tonight, and a lot of it's been on mainstream, but I'm going to talk about it tonight. Uh, For the island of Barbuda, they say it's a turning point in history. Hurricane Irma has left that island uninhabited for the first time in thousands of years. It is... uh, deserted now due to the devastation of Hurricane Irma. The small Caribbean island currently has no human inhabitants. Now, an ambassador to Antigua and Barbuda's uh, ambassador to the U.S. has said that, according to him, for the first time in 300 years, there's not a single person living on the island of Barbuda. But what he's talking about is the uh, white civilization that started there 300 years ago. Um, Everyone has been evacuated, but Barbuda has a much longer history of human occupation than 300 years. According to the Barbuda's uh, uh, tourist site, (laughs) which isn't necessary at the moment, but they have given information, uh, an article in which they are telling us that the island's earliest inhabitants arrived from the Yucatan Peninsula in Mexico about 4,000 years ago. Since then, there have been hunter-gatherers who've traveled to the island by canoe and other uh, aboriginal peoples who have inhabited that island uh, for at least 4,000 years. And now there's not a soul on it because it was completely wiped out. And right now we have a Category 5 Hurricane Maria, which is <clears throat> excuse me, approaching the Virgin Islands, Puerto Rico, after causing destruction in the little island of Dominica. Um, The islands, the very islands that were devastated by Irma just a few weeks ago, are now bracing for Hurricane Maria while it bears down in the northern Caribbean. And Maria became the second, the second Category 5 hurricane of the 2017 hurricane season, and it's on track to make landfall in Puerto Rico about midweek, about tomorrow or so. 
Now, this powerful hurricane made landfall fall on Dominica yesterday night after becoming a Category 5, and they say it's going to pass over the other islands. Um, emergency declarations have been approved by President Trump for Puerto Rico and the U.S. Virgin Islands. People, again, are quickly preparing ahead of the storm. Maria continues to strengthen as it tracks across the northeastern Caribbean with sustained winds reaching 165 miles per hour. This is the strongest Maria has been so far, and it is showing signs that it may continue to strengthen before reaching Puerto Rico. The nearby island of Martinique has declared a maximum level alert, while another French island, Guadeloupe, has ordered evacuations. Hurricane warnings are also in place for Puerto Rico, the U.S. Virgin Islands, and the British Virgin Islands. And all of those islands, particularly the Virgin Islands, have sustained severe damage from Irma, as you well know. So they're going to be hit on again. And uh, I thought that this might be a good time, considering the time that we live in and circumstances in the world, that maybe we should discuss something that maybe you know and maybe you don't know. But I wanted to talk to you briefly about ways to purify drinking water in emergency situations. Do all of your listeners know how to do that? Do all of you guys out there know how to do that? You know, we might think, well, we'll add some bleach. Do you know how much bleach? (laughs) Do you know how to purify your water in an emergency situation? Well, you know, whenever uh, there's been a hurricane, a flood, or even if your water pipes have broken, it's important uh, to be able to purify your water and to know how to treat it if you need it. And even if the water looks clear, it can have organisms that can make us sick. And so local officials often put out boil water warnings when that is the case, but How do you treat water by boiling? Well, it's very simple, but it's important to know how, how long. So you bring water to a rolling boil, a rolling boil, for at least one minute. Now, at altitudes above 5,000 feet, you have to boil the water for three minutes, and you need to add a pinch of salt to each quart or liter of water. And that, of course, uh, is an important thing to remember. So boil your water for a minute under 5,000 feet and at least three minutes over 5,000 feet and add a pinch of water to each quart. And you can also purify your water through... What's that, Ariel? A pinch of salt. A pinch of salt, yes. And uh, we can also uh, purify water through filtration. You can pass water through a bed of sand and gravel and you may have to steal disinfectant, and they also say that you can use household filters that we might keep on hand, extra filters that we might use in our water filtration systems uh, to purify water. That's good to know, depending on how the filters are constructed and what they remove. Now, iodine tablets is another way that you can purify water. They say it makes water suitable in terms of bacterial levels, and you can drink it. Now, it's recommended to use iodine tablets instead of the iodine that comes in first aid kits, but they do warn that pregnant women and people with thyroid issues should avoid this method of water purification if they can all, at all help it. Sometimes they have no choice. So uh, the, the key is to add five drops of 2% tincture of iodine to each quart of, or liter of water that you're disinfecting, five drops of 2% tincture to each quart of water, And if the water is cloudy or it's uh, badly colored, you add 10 drops of iodine. If you're using tablets, follow the instructions on the box. You're supposed to let the water stand for at least 30 minutes before you drink it. Then, of course, there's the old tried-and-true chemical method of disinfection, uh, bleach. sounds deplorable, but it works, 
and it keeps the water free of bacteria. And they say don't use scented, color safe, or bleaches that have cleaners in them. And if your water is cloudy, let the water settle and filter it through like a clean cloth, like maybe a t-shirt or a towel, maybe even a coffee filter or a paper towel. Once you've strained your water, uh, you need you can drop your put your bleach in it. Now the bleach should contain at least 8.25% of sodium hypochlorite. Read the label, 8.25%. St- uh, standard household bleach, I believe, has that content. You add six drops of bleach to each gallon of water. Double the amount of bleach if the water is cloudy, if it's colored, or if it's very, very cold. Then you stir the water, let it stand for 30 moments, minutes. Um, now, it should have a slight chlorine o- odor. And if it doesn't, they say you should repeat the dosage and let it stand for another 15 minutes before you drink it. So, uh, rule of thumb, six drops of bleach to each gallon of water. So, for future use, if you need it. And uh, this is something that's too much to remember just from listening to it. You can look that up on the Internet. There's plenty of information about uh, how to prepare water if it's been rendered contaminated. And these are things we should all know all know ahead of time before the need arises. All right. right. Well, scientists are warning of a possible eruption of a supervolcano in southern Italy. An international group of science warned of the catastrophic consequences of a possible eruption of a supervolcano in southern Italy, which they said may be fueled by the so-called hot zone feeding the volcano. Scientists have declined to elaborate when the eruption of Campi Flegri to the west of Naples just might happen, but they stressed that flows of a magmatic bubble under the volcano, under the volcano, has become more active in just the past few weeks, and this is according to the fizz.org website. So they are very concerned about Campi Flegri on the west of Naples. Well, they had a 7.1 magnitude earthquake that hit southern Mexico. Buildings collapsed in Mexico City, and the quake has stricken on the anniversary of the 1985 big one. This was a powerful earthquake, um, 7.4. They say that it uh, it happened on the anniversary of a 1985 quake that did major damage to the capital of Mexico. Now that's extraordinary timing. The odds of something like that are astronomical. Now, this also comes just 11 days after the strongest earthquake ever recorded in Mexico. Now, the extent of damage or injuries is not immediately clear, but people fled office buildings along uh, the Central Reforma Avenue um, throughout the city. People were leaving buildings. And Mexico's seismology agency estimated its preliminary magnitude at 6.8, but uh, they say now that was not right. It's 7.1. Um, a video that appears to show the earthquake in action uh, shows a lot of damage happening at the time of the quake. Um, uh, apparently, there have been some uh, fatalities from this quake. Uh, figures are still coming in. Reports of damage is still coming in. just happened today, so we're still getting information on that, but that's a pretty big quake, just 11 days after that huge one that they had last week. <clears throat> and, uh, wow, we are having some really strange, strange weather, strange autumn. There's been an abrupt turnaround in uh, in weather temperatures, really not just in the United States but elsewhere. You know, after months of dry weather, snow has now been recorded in the Cascades in Washington. 
There wasn't any transitional period between Western Washington's bone-dry summer and heat and then the wet fall in the winter that's coming on us real quick. After enjoying temperatures in the mid to high 70s just over the weekend, things got real cool on Sunday, and then within three hours it rained and then it snowed in the early mount- in the high mountain passes. They've had the first snow at Stevens Pass yesterday before fall. Uh, the fall season actually has started. And up to a foot of snow has been dumped on a fire that was burning in Crazy Mountains, Montana. Um, again, the recent rain, snow, and cooler weather all of a sudden put a dent into the Blacktail Fire in the Crazy Mountains. They say it will uh, really essentially put the, the fire out. Eight to 12 inches of snow fell on parts of that Blacktail Fire. So that's one way to put the fire out. But again, a sign of an early autumn, early winter uh, is being evidenced here. Uh, Timberline Lodge on Mount Hood, Oregon, had a snow um, before summer's even over. <laughs> um, with several inches of snow that fell on the Timberline Lodge, uh, they say that this type of weather is unusual for this time of year. Usually the lodge sees snow in September, excuse me, October, but not certainly in September before the first day of fall. So, again, parts of Spain have received earlier than normal snowfall. They call it Spanish snow arriving in September. It was a red-hot summer there in Spain, red-hot. And yet now the Pyrenees and the uh, Cantabrian Mountains uh, are uh, covered with snow. (laughs) As they say, it's a uh, spectacular but a very peculiar sight, Um, very abnormal for Spain in this time of year, just not normal, not normal at all. And here where I am, the leaves are falling early, very early. They're coming out of the trees. It's like a a leaf fall. Um, One can sit outside and just watch the leaves come down. Leaves are beginning to turn way too early, way too early. Well, Uh in San Diego, they have got a little uh, problem there, pretty big problem, actually. Health officials in San Diego have scrambled for months to contain an outbreak of hepatitis A. They've been vaccinating more than 19,000 people. They're putting up posters at bus stations and distributing hand sanitizer and cleansing wipes. And despite their efforts of the health department, 16 people have died of the highly contagious virus in San Diego County, and hundreds have become ill in what officials say is the nation's second largest outbreak of hepatitis A in decades. And earlier this month, San Diego officials declared a public health emergency. Now, although Los Angeles has so far escaped an outbreak, public health officials are hoping to head off a similar emergency. They say the virus could easily spread to Los Angeles because of its proximity to San Diego and the region's large homeless population. That's very, very problematic. Well, our last story for tonight is very interesting. Did you know that the year's fastest sunsets happen around the equinoxes? Not tonight. At sunset, and I just watched it happen, moving very swiftly as I sit here talking to you. At sunset tonight, there's the natural phenomenon that you might have never imagined, and I just witnessed it. (laughs) And that is, the sun actually sets faster around the time of an equinox. The fastest sunsets and sunrises occur at or near the equinoxes. And the slowest sunsets and sunrises occur at or near the solstices. This is true regardless 
of whether you live in the northern or southern hemisphere. Now, at every equinox, the sun rises due east and sets due west. That means on the day of an equinox, the setting sun hits the horizon at its steepest possible angle. Meanwhile, at a solstice, the sun is setting farthest north or farthest south of due west. The further the sun sets from due west along the horizon, the shallower the angle of the setting sun. That means a longer duration for sunset at the solstices. So there it is right now. Watch it go quickly up until this, the, 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 uh, the autumn is upon us because this is the time when it speeds up and I just sat here at my desk and watched that happen. As we started the news, the sun was in decline and now it is beyond the horizon just like that. Wow. So we are entering that time. I will be joyful when we get around to talking about the daffodils coming up once again. <laughs> I admit I have the greatest amount of uh, uh, personal courage when it comes to facing the winter, but, oh, uh, well, we'll put on our smile <laughs> and we'll get through it. <laughs> Every season has its place. And a lot of us are going to look look forward to maybe going inside, you know, hibernating a little bit, doing some inner work, maybe taking on some projects that we didn't have time for in the summer. So it's a time to hunker down and nestle in, and it's not a bad thing. So from my heart to yours, to each one of you listeners, much love. Have a beautiful week, and uh, we will talk again next time here on Starseed News. Thank you, Ariel, for the opportunity. To do this. Oh, you are so welcome. We love the news, Anastasia, and you do a great job, and thank you so much. So um, right now, I'm going to um, get Lavendar's mic open and our guest, Nan Martin. And get your mic open, and uh, there's Lavendar. Okay, looking for you on the switchboard. Okay, ladies. Well, Nan, welcome to the show. We're so happy to have you with us. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. I just so appreciate being able to share some new ideas with uh, with you all. Well, I, I'm sure it. our audience is going to love it. So, Lavender, are you there and set to go? Yes, I'm set to go. Okay. So, Nan, you're in Florida. Tell us a little bit about how you came through the hurricane. Well, it was interesting, of course. <laughs> um I came through okay. Um, I, I feel very grateful. I did. There was, you know, a lot of tree damage and that sort of thing, but nothing with the house. Um, the electric went off on Sunday when it was coming through, so didn't have electric for a few days, and the Internet um, was definitely down. Even Sunday was down all day long. So um, doing okay, but, you know, it's interesting because the – grid is definitely still shaky i mean i feel it um you know there's just just there's just not a solidity to it um you know the lights are still flickering here and there and um obviously there's some parts of florida that are just haven't even really started rebuilding yeah well i'm glad that you made it through and and we yeah. High high esteem for you and your work. So tell us a little bit about you personally. Growing up, did you have a lot of sightings with ETs or angels, or did you become metaphysically inclined? Um, well, I had a crazy childhood. Um, before I even was born, 
I actually, uh, if, if anybody, if anyone's heard about the vanishing twin syndrome, I actually had a vanishing twin. Uh, so one of the one of the embryos uh, aborted. So I was born stressed. Um, <laughs> already had a lot of trauma, and then I was born into a family with my mother was um, definitely was having psychotic breaks. Um, and she was extremely uh, abusive emotionally, mentally, and possibly sexually. Um, so, so wow, did I have a lot on my plate just coming into that kind of household. And on top of it, um, the house was had paranormal activity. So we had poltergeists. We had stuff going on all the time. So you can imagine... <laughs> the kind of level of intuition that I had to develop just to survive that kind of environment. Um, and I just see angels. I would see ghosts. I would be, you know, I'd see stuff all the time. It was, it was a little hairy. <laughs> Don't you think but, though it made you stronger for what you're doing now to have those experiences under your belt? Oh, absolutely. I wouldn't take it back at all. Um, absolutely. Um, especially the intuition. Uh, the intuition has just been my is such a gift to have and to be able to have it at, at such a level to really be able to help others with their breakthroughs because of it. Yeah, I'm I'm very grateful for it. So, what's your background or education that allows you to translate the science and research along with your intuition? Well, at a school, I'm sorry, I'm um, in college. I was actually went into school for biology, so I have a four-year degree in biology, and I studied environmental science and also marine science, and I loved it. And I actually, in college, wanted to study genetics. I was very interested in it, but I didn't like the, I didn't like my professors. <laughs> you know how that is. And then after I graduated, I actually went to school for environmental engineering for four years, and that happened because when I got out of school. I was actually went into environmental consulting business, which was phenomenal. So doing all the cleanup work and the fisheries and the biology and, and just all of it, and then the hazardous waste portion of that. So definitely all that science background. And I didn't even realize it at the time, but many years later I realized that I was really cleaning up hazardous waste sites um, and putting these plans together when there was no other, there wasn't really the technology to do it yet, that I realized that I was doing a lot of that intuitively. So <laughs> it was like, oh, okay, that's what I'm doing. And then, you know, so years later, now I feel like I'm coming full circle because I've developed my intuition and my coaching, but now I'm back to the science and, and, and understanding the science. And now I'm able to translate it into the transformational work that I've been able to do. So it's it's really exciting to be able to bring that part all the way back around. So walk us through step-by-step uh, step how you came to know about these genetics. Uh, probably a few, year, uh, a few years ago I started getting interested in it. I'll tell you why. Because I was still off balance even though I was doing the emotional work, the mental work. Um, and I was really taking care of myself on a health level. I 
always ate healthy, I've exercised, and yet, you know, there's certain things that just wouldn't, really wouldn't turn around in my health. Um, And then, interesting enough, uh, probably a few months before I learned about Dr. Dunn, and she's the one who trained me in this genetics and methylization stuff, I got... I got diagnosed with breast, a genetic form of breast cancer. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I couldn't believe it. I was like, well, if I'm doing everything right already, now what do I do? I'm one in those circumstances. So at the same time, thank you, universe, this, this person ends up doing a, a class in Florida. And I end up getting trained, going to her class. And what was even more interesting about that, thank you, universe, is that I was the only one that showed up with my genetics already done so she could help me during the class get going with it. So, you know, it just, the whole timing of it was incredible and it helped me, it really helped me walk through that process of an integrated process of the cancer um, and, uh you know, integrative meaning I did allopathic, but I also did holistic and I also worked on the emotional pieces of it all at once to be able to walk through it fairly clean and get it behind me extremely quickly. So so how long did it take for you to get rid of the cancer? I believe it only took, a, I want to say it only probably took two months, but the process, I still continued with the some of the protocols. I was on antibodies uh, for probably nine months. Um, and the reason I stuck with that is because, unfortunately, the, the type of cancer that I had, genetic cancer, is it's very aggressive. Um, and 10 years ago, it was a very poor prognosis. And there's not a lot of data other than the methylization cycle. There's not a lot of things out there if you do the research on HER2 positive cancer on natural substances that help with that particular cancer. So, Well, that's so this, wonderful that you've been able to experience that and come out on the other side. So congratulations to you for that. So, Kent, Thank you. So tell us a little bit more about your work, your the things that you've been able to bring forth with genetics. Uh, tell, is there a way that you can change our genetics? That's interesting. I love that question because everybody thinks you can change your genetics. And the answer to that is you can't change your genetics. Um, what you can change is the expression of your genes. So when you are dealing with, you know, there's genes and then there's the DNA and the DNA can change. And that's based on how you, how everybody wants to look at this is, I don't know if everybody's, anybody's horse people. I'm a horse girl. I've been riding forever, right? You get on the horse, they give you a leg up, right? So the leg is the lifestyle. E is the environment and G is the genetics. So your hardcore genetics doesn't change, but there's something called epigenetics. And the epigenetics, which is your diet, right, the L and the E part, which is the toxicity out there, how you eat, 
your environment. I grew up in a very toxic environment, which affected my brain development, all those things. That has another effect, big effect on how you express the genes. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes sense. Or am I losing you? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So how long have you been doing this work? Um, let's see. I took the class with Dr. Dunn, the training. I trained with her, um, I want to say a little over a year ago, and then I also worked with her one-on-one personally uh, several times, and so a little over the year with clients. So I'm just starting to see some big, big results with the clients uh, at this point and getting more of a handle on, wow, okay, now I can see now we can really see how people are changing and how it's helping them. So do you take your essential oils and, and you work it in with your, your coaching? Is that part of, of your process? Absolutely. I use oils and we use nutritional, uh, I'm sorry, pharmaceutical grade or professional grade nutrition. And even uh, we use some CBD oil. Uh, because the endocannabinoid system, when you get your report back, when we get our genetics back and we run it through these certain programs to get your report back, I'm even going to be able to see in there what is going on with your endocannabinoid system rather than throwing uh, darts at the dartboard on that as well. Tell us a little bit more about the CBD oil. A lot of people are very interested in that. You know, you know I, I like the CBD oil. Um, and this thing is this endocannabinoid system is this system all on its own and that it's kind of like enzymes. Like if you, you only have a certain amount produced and if you're not refurbishing it, you're not regenerating it, then it's just, it's not, um, you know, it's not functioning at its best. So... The thing you need to know about CBD oil is different, and, and I'm not. I'm just starting to really get into this. Is the different species and THC versus non-THC, um, all those different things. They're going. They're just starting. You're going to love this to put the genetics with it and find out and do the research that okay, you have to use this species if you have this problem in your genetics, or if you use this species. It's probably not so good with the genetics, but, you know, it's been really helping people with, with seizures, um, some cancers, uh, and certainly uh, brain connection, mind-brain, mind-body connection, um, and clarity, clarity and concentration. So great product. Lavender, Hello? are you there? Hello. Do you do blood? I'm sorry. Um, your phone my was off. I'm sorry. My question okay. to you is: When people come to you, um, do you take their blood or saliva? How do you find out what their genetic what their genetics are? Okay. So the process is saliva. Um, you do. You can do blood. Here's here's the problem. Um, most of the blood is done through the doctors. They're not going to get you the raw data. So when we do saliva through Ancestry, if you've done it through 23andMe or Ancestry.com, 
we, I bring in that data, the raw data in the back. You guys don't even know it's there, do you? Little, little, you know, treasure chest that's sitting there in the raw data. I bring that into uh, other programs to be able to decipher it because how it, how it is in, uh, in the back end of, of the test kits of where when you get the saliva done is it's like 20,000, 25,000 pieces of information in a text file. So you can't do anything with it. <laughs> so when we bring it into these other programs, then that's going to start telling me, oh, wow, look at, look at that. You have uh, this genetic variation here. You have this problem in this part of the cycle here. Um, so that will tell me a, a ton of information. And so there's different strains of, of, of uh, CBD oil that matches the genetics. Is that what you're saying? That's the new area. They're just starting to do They're just, I mean, this is so new. They're just starting to do that research. Yeah. Well, we're very interested in that. So be sure yeah. and keep me posted on, on the new things that come out about that because I have a whole lot of people that would, would be able to be clients for you for that. Great. Well, and I think that's awesome. And I think the thing to remember with that is not, I'm not shooting down any, any natural supplement, but what we need to remember, and this is what is so unique and great about what I'm doing or what, you know, what we're starting to do here is that you've got to put together a unique protocol for you. And so many people are just throwing things out there and taking things that aren't working for them. And if it doesn't resonate with your body and the quality of it is low, and now we know that if the, it's not the proper nutrient for when you have a, a negative variant in your genetics, then you're, you're doing more damage than good to yourself. If it doesn't resonate with you, it could be shutting you down emotionally. It could be shutting you down mentally. It may not be supporting you. So it's important to have the quality. It's important to know what is resonating with you and not. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. This yeah. is very new um, information for me. I had not heard about anything like this, so I'm really glad that you're pursuing this and and giving us a, a bird's-eye view of, of what this is. This is very exciting. Uh, can you give us some examples of some things that you've discovered with some of your clients with, with this testing that you've been doing? Yeah, the, I think the first, the first thing is that we're making some breakthroughs that we couldn't, this is general, but making breakthroughs that we couldn't, couldn't. And let me go back to say this is kind of where I was stuck, too, on some of these traumas that I was doing and doing and doing the work. And it seems like, you know, there's some people that are doing the work and they're just, they have a session with me and they're like, boom, you know, they're taking off. Um, and then other people are just struggling. And I'd always say, well, come back to the diet. I go over the diet. I go over the nutrition. I go over this stuff and they'd still just be spinning. And so now when we're starting to get very specific, What's happening is what people need to understand is that some of these pathways are opening up for the first time ever in people's lives. 
Um, so the first thing that normally happens is people's mood starts improving a little bit. That's the first thing. But um, all of a sudden, you know, their bodies start balancing. They have more energy, right, because we should probably go back and next let's go over the, what the methylization cycle is so people get a better idea. But, you know, mood and probably energy is probably the two things and that are big and people getting more of the transformational breakthroughs that they need rather than getting getting stuck and going back to the same patterning over and over and over. That makes a lot of sense. So Yeah, so so tell us more about how to get in touch with you with this um this testing. How, how do people find do they come to your house or do you do this remotely or how do people work with you? I do things remotely. Um you can go to Course 23andMe um, and Ancestry.com. You can just go there and get, you know, and get your kit yourself and get that done. Uh, the sooner the better. It does take a long, t- a long time to get those results back. Some of you may already have those results, and we can get start. You know, we can get started right away. But that's probably the, the, the longer part of it. Um, and once we do that, once we have the results back, then we can start, uh, I can start, it takes me four or five hours, five hours to evaluate all the back-end stuff, um, and I have times where I'll sit down with you and I'll understand your goals and start seeing where you're blocked um, and there's what any resistance within you, too, to changing. We do all those things. Um, and then we start, and I put together an intuitive protocol on supplements that will start opening up this pathway. And that's the important thing, is putting together the right nutrition, that, and we have to use CBD oil and essential oils to open up these pathways, because this, this methylization cycle that we're talking about, it, it is... You know, it's every function in your body. It's your detoxification. It's your hormones. It's your, it's your DNA repair, guys. This is, the, this is the DNA repair in your body. So, and here's the thing, is that when you have the proper nutrition plugged into these pathways for the first time ever, and it starts opening up, then what can happen is the expression of the genes, if it's a a negative expression, it can actually turn off. So I'm going to say that again. If you have negative variants in your genetics that, let's say, I don't know how to use vitamin D, I can't use my antioxidants, my body doesn't know how to uh, to properly absorb um, inflammation or detox, then... 70 percent, 30 to 70 percent of the function of that gene is not working. 30 to 70 percent. If you have two negative variants, one from your mom, one from your dad, 70 percent of the function of that gene is not working. If you get the right protocol, your body has the ability to turn that off completely. (laughs) That's incredible. I want you to think about the, the, the... what that can do for somebody 
that if you've got genes that aren't working and then suddenly we can be able to have the ability to turn these back off. Where does where does astrological information in the DNA how, how does that coincide with what you're doing? Cuz I'm I'm I've been, you know, tracking a long time these 25, 26, 27 degree planets right. as you know. And I'm wondering because this seems to be the star seeds that are rising up on the planet that are maybe showing the genetics of of a different um of a different drummer. People are are sensing yeah. and feeling things from um ET connections or other spaces or vortexes or planets. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. how oh, how do we take Absolutely. the astrological part of this and and make it blend with what you're doing? Well, I think the important thing here to know is is, is that if we're if we're going to be getting downloads, if we want to be transforming ourselves, if we want to be getting our light quotient up, if we want to be doing our job on the planet, like why we're here, Star Seeds, we have a very specific mission to be helping people here, then this system has to start being open because what I get, if I tune into this, this if you, I don't know if anybody's intuitive on the phone, but if you tune into the methylization cycle and that is shut down because it's a bunch of gears and it's not working, then it's almost like the light and the messages and all of that, it can't get to us. It's, I'm not saying it doesn't because certainly, you know, you and I, you, not everybody's doing this. But I don't get it's like the DNA even gets activated. It just is like, to me, this is one of the keys in activating our DNA. We keep talking about, oh, we're going to activate three strands, nine strands, 12 strands. Shoot. <laughs> we haven't even activated one strand because of this, this is shut down then it's it's really not an activated system. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm having a hard time following what you're saying because I don't know what the methylization cycle is. What Can you explain okay. that a little better? Yeah. So um, the methylization cycle, and you're going to see, um, if you go to Blog Talk and you look at my little pictures, you'll go through all little pictures. There will be a little map there. And are also on my website, Nan Martin Coaching forward slash genetic coaching, you'll see this map of the methylization cycle. The methylization cycle is responsible for our DNA and RNA repair in the body. It's also responsible for your detoxification, your neurotransmitters, your hormones, almost every function in your body, serotonin, dopamine, antioxidants, and your energy. So, the genes are going to tell are the instructions for this methylization cycle and your proteins are going to so they have uh so in other words at the bottom of the methylization cycle we have i'm going to give you an example we have what's called the enduf n-d-u-f well coq enzyme coq is a supplement helps keep that energy cycle going, okay? So then we can look at that gene in our report and see if you have a negative variant in it or not. 
Okay, but that methylization cycle that's responsible for so much of our DNA and RNA repair um, and our, all these func- different functions in the body, um, all the instructions to it, the enzymatic relate, uh, enzymatic and the biochemical part of that is determined by our genes. Are you also able to test the, the, the telomer? cycle to show the length of life does that show in this test also it does not the telomeres are very specific i haven't really gotten into them so much because you know this is this is primarily right now what i'm looking at because i'm really interested in in making sure that people's dna um, is balanced and their neurotransmitters are balanced because look, look at all the anxiety everybody has, anxiety and all this, uh, um, uh, look at all the aggression out there even right now. So that means everyone's, everyone's cycle is off balance. So when somebody uh, sends off for this test with 23 or com, and when they send it back, then there's a, I, I see. I've never seen one, so I don't really know what they look like. Yeah. Are there pages and pages of scientific um, nope. explanations with this that you can nope. read, or do you have to have a, a degree <laughs> in biology to, to read this, to, the results? Yeah. So when you get it back in the back, that's why I said earlier this is like a little gem in the back, a little treasure chest in the back of your data that not many people know about. It's called uh, raw data you get the raw data. You're able to download that data. You won't make heads or tails even out of the the raw data because it's like 20,000, 25,000 little numbers that are all what's called your your gene alleles. And we have to pull that, I have to pull that into these other programs to to actually see what, see what it is that where the issues are and what kind of variants you have. Uh, variants are mutations, by the way, you guys. That's what negative variants are. They're mutations in your in your uh, genes. Very small, subtle changes in your genes that um, can, doesn't mean you'll necessarily get something, but it means that you have the potential or the, the risk is much higher for you to get something. Okay. Um, so those are imbalances, how I look at that, is those are what's imbalances in your body, all the body systems, in your brain, in, um, in your RNA, DNA, which is your ability to transform yourself. Can you give us an example of maybe somebody that, that has come to you uh, with, the, with these tests, the 23ME test? And um, walk us through something. I'm having a little hard time trying to track exactly how this works. So if you could just walk us through uh, step by step when a person comes to you for this. Uh, give us some insight on, on what you see and how you work with this. Okay. So once we get the, res- the results, I'm going to take the raw data and I'm going to import it into other programs. Then those re- Programs are going to give me reports. That what, said, what kind of programs? You, You're saying program? Are they? Yeah. App? No, these are these are specific programs online. Um, there's people have there's 
there's a lot of different ones out there, but a lot that don't, you know, but I use specific ones, two or three ones that can give me reports that can show me your, your genes um, and the, and the variations in your genes. Okay. Okay. So those um, reports, so I will have a, con, you know, of course I'll have a talk with you up front and find out what your goals are, for instance. But um, once I have that information, I will actually map it out on this genetic methylization system and we'll go over each one of those genes where you have, I want you to look at it as a weak link in the genes and when, which each one does, okay? So, okay. for instance, I gave you the ENDA. I can give you, um, like, the MAO gene. That's a, the warrior gene, okay? If you have negative variants in that, you've got a lot of aggression, a lot of aggression in your line, okay? So then I'm doing that. I'm also intuiting where these there's blocks in these specific places. So we're working on an emotional and intu- intuitive level to unblock the cycle, and then I'm putting together a supplement program to unblock and to start balancing the system. So what you're saying is that through the ancestors' war records that you can transmute war out of people's genes, right? Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's huge. Because that, that like the MAO gene where your aggression is, is that's due to serotonin problems. So your serotonin and dopamine are off. So, um, and then even if, and, and here's the thing, here's what I'm saying, is I was always doing the emotional work, the mental work, the, you know, getting rid of the the barriers and all that first and then sort of doing the physical um and i'm not saying that's that's wrong either but what i am saying is well if your biochemistry is off then you're going to have those you're going to be more prone to those issues anyway you're going to be more prone to maybe aggression or like the comp gene c-o-m-m-t that has a lot to do with our our mood, a lot to do with our mood. So, and, and the emotions, remember, right, molecules of emotion, Candace Pert. I mean, everything has an enzymatic chemical component of it. When we talk, what we say, what we think, what we do. So if that's all off balance and then we're trying to do the other work, it, it's almost counterproductive. So now I'm kind of saying, well, let's 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 get the biochemistry balanced first and then let's see what what other blockages we have in there what else is coming up because if we can get these genes turned off because your body knows how to turn it off when you have the proper nutrition then yeah we can really affect those neurotransmitters your neurotransmitters can be completely whacked out mine are Mine are completely whacked out. And plus, I had the epigenetics. I, had, I grew up in the household like I did. So, wow, you know, it made a huge difference for me uh, mentally and emotionally to start balancing that out. Does that, does that help? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Well, this is know very fascinating work that that you've embarked upon, and I really want you to stay connected to me and, and keep me informed on, on, on your progress. And I'll probably have some clients that I will refer to you that uh, can Great. tell that will need this process. So at this time, I'm yeah. looking at the time, and um, uh, would you be willing to answer some questions if we have people to call in, talk to you? Would uh, you be willing absolutely. to do that now? would love to do it. Okay. So thank you, Nan, and you stay connected to me, honey. I need to I need to always know what you're doing with this so we can help you. Okay? Thank you. Appreciate it. So back to you, Ariel. Okay. Well, and this is just fascinating. Um you know, and I mean I'm I'm not a, a scientist, but I from from what your your explanation um is that if you have if you start at this almost like molecular level and get that all balanced out it's it's like having your car all tuned up so it can take you where you want to go but is it the methylization cycle is what repairs the genes that might have gone astray and if that cycle is off then it can't do its work is that basically what you're saying yeah Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, look at it as, um, right, directions going from, you know, Florida to New York. I'm going to Florida to New York, and then I, you know, I'm hitting this one exit, and there's a detour. And then I hit the next exit, and there's a detour. There's a weak link, or now, you know, the detour, I have to go on the back roads. Well, all of a sudden, you know, I'm not getting from A to Z too too quickly. I'm having the body... The body can't detoxify, right? It can't produce the things it needs to function optimally at an optimal level. Um, and sometimes most of us have at least five, at least five of these variants. So absolutely, you know, most people I've looked at, we've got like 10 variants in our system. So here we are trying to detox um, estrogens, for instance. We're like, we're like estrogen world now. But our our liver can't detox it because it doesn't have the right tools. Yep. And and then when I'm thinking, and then when you add, okay, so if the if the uh, if the methylization is not doing its job in in the repair, and then you add in um, electromagnetic frequencies from cell phone towers, from from you know from harp from all of the um all the things that uh, externally that are affecting our DNA you know i mean yeah. using a cell phone on a regular basis is warping your DNA so are you saying that that this if the methylization cycle is balanced that it can offset that yes yes it it, it should yes because your body when it's supported properly, your body should be able to produce what it needs to produce. So here people, for instance, when they're detoxing, they're taking mass quantities, maybe glutathione. And, you know, for me this happened, right? I was trying, I was doing EDTA and all these things to detox some heavy metals. But if you understand the cycle, the metals are in different places versus up by the liver. So the metals are lower in the cycle. 
So you can be dumping that stuff in your body all day long. It's not going to detox it because the rest of the system is broken. So it, it should be able to automatically detox that. And you're right on that now we're dealing with cell, you know, cell phones and electromagnetics. And look at the genetically modified food. We have no idea what that's doing to this cycle yet. Now our, you know, body can't even understand the molecules that we're eating. So, you know, and I think what's happening is that, frankly, our bodies just can't handle it anymore. I think that's why you're seeing, you know, somebody even like me who's taking such good care of themselves come down with these things because our body's just not designed to be able to be bombarded on this level anymore. So it's going to be really important that everybody starts getting on board with this. This is the way things are going. Yep. Well, yeah. I mean, all the environmental toxins, the electromagnetic toxin um, effect on the body. Um, yeah, you can't. Nobody can afford to have a, a hole in the boat because um, it, <laughs> you know, it just seems like. I mean, every everybody's got energy issues when they just you know they just don't have the the get up and go um, and. Yeah. And then, and and then, when you add in the um, ancestral mm-hmm. genetic memory, you know, um, ancestors that were abused or, or you know, in some way, it's all in there. Yep. It's all in there. And when, if I'm if I'm understanding it correctly, a gene can go wonky, <laughs> and if the methylization cycle isn't efficient to to fix that is um and then it it all just tracks back to either the failing system in your body or it can go even back farther than that to something that your you know great 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 grandmother dealt with and that and now that you have to deal with that and you don't even know yes. what it is <laughs> so yes. this kind yeah. of just you don't have to know what it is in order to have it fixed. Is that what you're saying? I mean, you don't have to know. It's like, how come I'm always mad? Well, you don't have to know why. If you have if you have these tests done, um, it can it can be right there. It's like, well, it's because of this and this and this and this is the the uh, you know the test results. But this is just fascinating. Yeah, yeah you're ah. absolutely right. And. The- and I, I, yeah. And the other thing is, though, what you have to be careful of, because people are already doing it. This is what happens, right? And I look, I love the holistic and alternative world and all that too, but I'm seeing it already. People are like, oh, you have the MTHFR gene, so you need that you need this folate, and that's all they're doing. Well, that's one one gene or what's called one variant, which is a SNP, in that cycle, and it's way up on the top of the cycle. So you're treating, there we go again, treating a symptom, treating a SNP, rather than looking at the whole system. And, yeah, so you have to be looking at the whole person, and you have to be looking at the emotional piece and the mental piece and the spiritual piece and the biochemistry and the biochemistry, and you have to look at the whole cycle and make sure um, it's balanced out. And we can do that. So, again, if you have one genetic negative variant, on, you know, mom or dad's side that's off, okay, 30% of the function of that particular gene, like maybe that gene says um, 
your antioxidants, right? Go take the oxidative stress off your gene. Isn't functioning. If you have two on both sides, and I have a ton of them, then 70% of the function of that is not working. So it doesn't mean something's going to happen, but you can now you can start being proactive in your health, and that's what I want people to be proactive in their health, proactive in their wellness, which includes your spirit, you know, all of it, right? Right, right. You can't leave anything out. Yeah, we, like especially taking you know, this holistic approach. Yeah, and especially so, starseeds. We have a lot of work to do on the planet, and this, I think, is really going to be key on not only feeling good. I know everybody out there has that 3 o'clock low, but it also, but also to, to transform, just keep evolving. Like Lavender says, we want to get to, you know, metaphysics 404. We're moving that right. direction. We need to open up these, these pathways so we can even be able to, have that light come into us and and be able to absorb and utilize those those things that are being given to us. Mm-hmm. Okay. And would there would a scenario um, possibly exist where someone had a gene for um, psychic ability and that's yes. been interfered with, and you balance it out and 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 then it wakes up for them. I mean, things like gifts um, uh, that that come genetically, uh, whether it's you know art or or science or you know sure. any anything that's you know a genetic gift where people excel at something. Um, if that gene is uh, disabled or or you know, negative, as you said, then those gifts are being basically blocked. Yes. Yes, right. and, and wow. here's the thing is we're just learning, you know, some of this, like the genome was just done in like 2005. Like we've known all the biochemistry for a while, but we haven't known what, what was affecting it and what was, what was creating um, the function of those things. So now we're, you know, the more we get the genes and now we know what the research of the genes, this gene does this, like at the beginning of the program, right, she said, she was talking about people who woke up early. Well, I don't have that gene, and I'm serious. There's a gene called CRY, C-R-Y-1, and, you know, people's rhythm are off by four to five hours when you have that gene, meaning that you're a night owl. (laughs) So, and, you know, so, you know, you can start seeing, and there is a gene for empathy. There is a gene for empathy. So, when you start looking at this, you know, yeah, it really starts telling you so much about yourself. Now, it doesn't take away the work because if you've got epigenetics or patterns that say, oh, my God, I'm not allowed to be intuitive. I'm not allowed to have my gifts. I'm not allowed to follow my dreams. You know, I work through, I can work through all that, too. Um, But, again, at least we can look at all the whole picture instead of pieces of it. Right, right. So um, at this time I want to address the audience, and if you have a question or a comment for Nan, you'll need to, um, if you're already on the switchboard, just press 1 so that we know you want to come on the air with a question. And if you're listening on the computer, then just pick up the phone and dial 917-889-8292, and then as soon as you're in, then you press 1 so that we know you want to come on the air. 
So um, that process may take a few minutes if anyone does indeed have okay. a question. So we just uh, okay. continue chatting. Um, on this methylization cycle, um, you mentioned the, the first point in the, in the chain, and you mentioned one of the upper points. How many points or places are there in this cycle? <laughs> There's a ton. If you, uh, like I said, if you go on my website, uh, you can look at the map and you'll get lost in the map. But what I really want you to see on there is think about um, gear shifts. Like think of four gears, four or five gears together. And the smaller, the, the gear on the bottom is the Krebs cycle. And some of you, you know, from high school in biology may remember the Krebs cycle. And that's on the bottom. And that's your energy system, guys. So everyone, I mean, everyone I talk to is having a 3 o'clock low hit. Well, that's your Krebs cycles off. Your body, your cells aren't making the ATP, which is the energy to get up and go, right? So mm. then the next gear kind of comes up into the ammonia cycle and your nitric oxide cycle, um, and then uh, also into your neurotransmitters and your hormones and all that. So now the third, you know, think of the next gear. This is your folate cycle. This is all your vitamin B up there, that's probably the most studied is the folate because all the folates out there are synthetic version of, of folate, which is folic um, and which is a synthetic form of folic acid, which the body can't use. So it needs to be a specific folate that creates, um, that uh, helps and supports that part of the system. Um, and then the final gear is your homeocysteine. Homeocysteine creates all the inflammation in your body. Um, and that's also, it also has um, parts of that off of, off of that gear is like your liver, your detox, um, your sulfites, and your sulfates and all that. So that's how you should look at it is that, you know, those four gears in Dr. Dunn was brilliant enough to know, working through thousands of patients, that why people weren't getting improving was because nobody put a protocol together to start working at the bottom and work your way up. She figured out this order of clearing and its works, which says you start here and you go forward through this process and then it starts balancing. So I have to give her credit there. <laughs> Yeah, well, that makes sense. Um, you know, to you have to have the bottom be strong because if you don't, then the stuff that's on top isn't isn't going to have a foundation. So yeah, that ab does make absolutely, sense. absolutely, and it always makes when you look at the map, then you'll start to understand. Uh, what I'm talking about because you'll be like, oh my gosh! Like even if you don't look at all the little you know, the genes and the SNPs that are on there. But you'll understand about the gears and why that makes sense um, to start at the bottom of the cycle and work your way up. Um, but it's all interconnected. That's the thing is, you know, this cycle, supporting this part of the cycle, I mean, it's all one big maze. You know, these are all enzymatic biochemical reactions that are going on in your cell every nanosecond. 
amazing, right? Yeah, yeah. And after you have spent, you know, so much time studying, you know, the physical body at a very, you know, molecular, uh, genetic level, does it not just, um, how how should I say it? You know that there has to be a a supreme power, a, a universal wisdom, that innate wisdom that is in the body, um, the uh, the wonder of it when you see how it's all so oh. intricate. Oh, yeah. Oh no. Oh yeah. You're. I mean, you're absolutely right. And I think the timing that the science is coming out is also amazing. That here we are saying, you know, we really all need to wake up now. We're all going to a new level, and here we are with the. the you know, they're doing some things in genetics that aren't so, you know, ethical. But on this side, this is really going to help us with that process. And the timing is, is unique. And, you know, it's going to be one of those things that every year, oh, wow, we found this gene can do this. We found that gene that can do this. And we're, we're taking it into individualized. In 10 years, probably, when you walk into the doctor, maybe 15 years, you know, everybody will have their genetics done. Things will become more personalized. Um, and to me, that's that's all about me because I'm a big kind of anti-protocol girl, meaning that I think people with their animals and their pets and themselves, we just we just tend to just uh, we don't t- do things that really resonate with our body. Everybody has different biochemistry, and you so you've got to really get into a more individual. If you want the optimal health and optimal transformation you have to get into things on more of an individual basis well yeah yeah i've always had a problem with with um programs that are like this is good for everybody you know everybody should take this and it's like well how do you know (laughs) Uh, yeah i mean there are i mean there's wonderful products out there and they might be the uh, miraculous for one person and you know doing nothing for the next person and maybe even detrimental to yet another person so yeah i don't i've never thought that there was like a a, a one size fits all this is the perfect diet this is the you know the ultimate um health program um yeah it has to be customized because we all have different ancestors, different history, different living center, mm-hmm. you know, situations, different environment, different childhood, and all of that, it, it, from what you're saying, all of that has an effect on how your DNA expresses itself. Mm-hmm. So well, yes, you, 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 got it. you, can't, you can't change the DNA, but you can change the way it expresses itself. So right. that, you can't um, change our genes, but, uh, but you can change how it expresses. And the perfect example, as they did, I'll tell you really quick, is that they did an experiment with they had identical twins. I was a twin. So they had identical twins with the same genes in them. And then the, the one gene, I'm sorry, the one gene, the one mouse, they, you know, gave it a healthy environment. They fed it right. They did all this stuff. The mouse lived twice as, you know, twice as long. It looked beautiful. Its coat was beautiful. And then they did the opposite with this other mouse. And it's, it was obese. It died of, I can't remember what it died of, but it's so cardiovascular issues and all these different, it had diabetes. It had all these other issues. 
so if you, I'm just putting that out there to tell you guys, I don't want to be scaring people into doing things, but it really does tell you that, you know, what you're doing on a daily basis, what you're eating, what you're thinking, we know what you're thinking, it is having an effect on you. That's a huge effect. It's the same genes, but the expression is completely different. Right, right. Well, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm making an analogy between um, <clears throat> genes and planets because, um, I mean, I say that to clients all the time, um, you know, a, any sun sign can express itself in many different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there are um, just a whole variety and I usually um, liken it to voices in a choir. you got the baritones and the sopranos and then some in the middle. But to express a, um, an astrological sign at its highest possible um, level is, is always the, I mean, the, the goal. Because, yes. And, and it, you know, and so everybody can, I mean, a whole bunch of people can have the same sun sign and, and they're, not really all that much alike as they express it um, in different ways. You know, I mean, and every sign has some some uh, unfortunate things that you have to be careful about and, and then strengths, yep. you know, strengths. And, and so you want to take the, you know, the strength out of every sign and, and leave the unfortunate stuff behind because, you know, I mean, right. every sign right. um, has its, its, its foibles, I guess. And so it sounds to me like like um, the the genes, the DNA, is the same, in in that um, depending on the um, external effects on it, whether it's external or internal, it can bring out the low side or the high side. And and I just think that this is so fascinating. So are there actually, I mean, genes for or a a, a genetic um, predisposition maybe for a whole you know laundry list of of ailments that you can track and say you know this gene if you leave it the way it is you know it it, it might bring you some trouble if you if you don't address that um, because it yeah, you know, oh, yeah. shows Absolutely. up with people I mean, that have you know uh, uh, ulcers or something like that Yes, I mean that's um, yeah. ultimately. I mean that's that's really what got probably Amy, Dr. Amy Asco, Dr. Don, and Ben Lynch, Dr. Deb Ben Lynch, all the functional medicine people, so into this to begin with was you know for for that specific use. Um, I try to work with the wellness portion of that, but yes, every bit of this methylization cycle has to do with. Um, you know, your heart, it has to do with your liver, it has to do with it, your, you know, your cortisol levels, your epinephrine, you know, your adrenals, metals, heavy metals, everything. So you mm-hmm. can, there's certain programs you can bring these with this raw data in and look to see if you have those certain uh, genes that have expressed um you have a higher risk for yeah. certain things. So that's, right. that's but, very of course, important. Yeah. yeah. We don't want to focus on that because then, you know, if you tell somebody, oh, you've got the gene that might do this, then they could manifest it just out of 
uh, you know, yeah. out of fear. So yeah, I mean, I would I would definitely understand about focusing on um, the protocol, healthy body systems. And, yeah, and and not putting you know suggestion uh, into the mind because. That can take on a whole life of its own, <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly, but yeah. but it is. It's a really good question because you know today we're dealing with again. I think of the estrogens, uh, you know, and you have CYP one B one, for instance, in your body. You CYP one B one to negative variants. Your your ability to detox estrogen is very poor. Well, why are all these women getting estrogen dependent cancer? Well, there it is. There's the problem. So the same with me when I looked into my genetics, interesting enough that I went down when I did my genetics at a medical center, it not only cost me $5,000, but I got uh, 30 genes done for, for $5,000. Now, I didn't pay for all that because some of it was covered for the insurance, but $5,000, guys, 30 genes, which are some of your BRCA genes you've, you've heard out there. People are talking about BRCA, B-R-C-A, which are your breast cancer genes and stuff. But they came back and said, oh, look, everything's clean. And I said, okay, but why then do I have her too? Where is that coming from? And they couldn't tell me. And it wasn't until I did the work with Dr. Dunn that we went back into this one program and I was able to see that, that I had a problem in my fibroblast gene. And this fibroblast gene is, is regulates your cell signaling, which your HER2 breast cancer is a problem in the cell signaling. 60 to 70% of people with HER2 breast cancer have that particular problem, but they're not testing for it. <laughs> yeah. But so for well, me, it helped me process. You see, emotionally, it actually helped me process, though, because at least I had an answer on what was happening. At least on a biochemical level, I had to deal with the other stuff. But I right. had an answer there, and then I could be proactive. Now I can be proactive moving forward. Does that does that make sense? Well, yes, absolutely. And I was so excited, you know, and it, it, so it's so exciting to be able to take a proactive role and to really help people uh, start turning some of these mechanisms off since we are all so bombarded by everything, toxicity, all of it. Okay, and when you say, when you say that you can turn a gene off, um, it's not going to... Um, I guess my, it's like don't you don't need to have all your genes on is what you're saying. The ones that are not working properly, you can just turn them off, but they're, they're well, not turned, going to change. Yeah. You're just going to disable them we so that they talk, stop causing talk, problems. We talk about it. We talk about it in terms of turning genes on and off. But I see how you're expressing it differently. When we mean we're turning the gene off, we mean the expression of the negative variant. Okay, so you're not really turning it off because I thought, well, don't you need those? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. but you're, you're, you're turning off the part that um, is causing problems, but the rest of the gene then is still there, still on. You've just, um, right. you know, turned off the... the <laughs> The bad yeah. part. <laughs> you've got the okay. You've got the support there, so now it can function properly. But that's that's a term they say is 
um, is turning on and off. They're actually called histones. And what you re- we realize is that even like if you start smoking, right, there'll be certain genes that'll start turning on to, to deal with all this stuff. As soon as you stop smoking, they'll start t- they'll even start turning off. So our body has this incredible ability to just start turning things or just start turning these genes on, turning it off, changing it, and doing all this stuff at a, at a cellular level. That's phenomenal. So um, it's always working. It's always working for us to try to rebalance us. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> if they can make a movie <laughs> about about the body as a computer, um, oh it'd be gosh. fascinating. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> well, it it seems that um, you've covered your material really well because uh, we don't have any callers with questions this evening. <laughs> So, um, okay, well, before... I, listen, uh, I, I don't want to cut in. Um, I was going to say uh, some of this is just overwhelming. You have to hear it a couple times. I have on my website, I have a way to sign up for a discovery talk. So if you have any questions, um, please just go to nanmartincoaching.com or one of the other sites and, 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 and sign up for something or email me and say, oh, none of the times work. I'm happy to get on the phone and go over it and really help you understand what the benefits of this are and and how to move forward and just answer some questions. Well, great. So let me just um, um, recap your your websites. Your main website is nanmartincoaching.com, and then you've got other websites for experiential essential oils. Are those all linked on your main site? Yes, you can go to any of the sites, and they're all they're all linked. So okay, yeah, because if, if I read off a whole fine. bunch of websites, that, that people aren't going to be writing them down anyway. But just go to Nan Martin yep. Coaching, and then from there you can investigate the oils and the um, and your book. Uh, let's talk about your book for a minute, just before we sign off, because we um, and and your book does this cover the um, the genetic aspects? You know, stress less, transforming stress to success. Was that written it, it since does the not, genetic work? You know, it was okay, written, so this is uh, two two years ago. So, yep. Okay, so this is more um, about the the uh, coaching um, transformation, spiritual, emotional, mental um, coaching, and then since this book came out, then you brought in the genetic piece, right? Exactly, exactly. Okay. So uh, eventually when I revise that book, I will definitely include the genetic piece because that's about stress, which of course, you know, here we're talking about a cycle that is under extreme stress and pressure when it's under imbalance. So in stress, we know is causing more havoc and inflammation um, in our bodies and our minds and everything else more than anything else. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and and stress isn't necessarily just, um, you know, dealing with a situation that you have a lot of anxiety about. I mean, we're we're stressed every day just living in our environment with all the toxins. You know, toxic stress is uh, probably worse than anybody huge. thinks. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's huge. So, You're absolutely right. We're constantly being bombarded with with. With with everything, whether you know, even just getting on a plane, you know, our radiation levels go up. I don't know, five hundred percent just being on a plane for for an hour. So um, take your iodine. So um, yeah, it's it's 
all levels. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it has been a pleasure having you with us this evening, and um, certainly stay in touch with Lavendar. And if you have um, another event or publication that you want to come and tell our audience about, we'd be happy to have you back on. Great. I, I just so appreciate uh, both of you and allowing you know allowing me on the program tonight to share, and just to, just it was wonderful uh, to be able to just start getting this awareness out of some of the things that are going to start really with just some of the things we'll be able to start doing and taking such a proactive role in our, in our own bodies and our own minds and just being your own advocate. Um, so I just, I so appreciate it. It's been a great, I appreciate you allowing me to share that with your audience this evening and I'd love oh. to come back on anytime. Well, it was, it was great. And uh, yeah, there are so many people that will benefit from this work. And like you said, it's just, it is cutting edge. This is just going to explode when, especially when people who are, there's so many people more alternative, um, looking for alternatives to, um, to Western medicine. Um, Although this does incorporate some, some science is still using it in a, in a very holistic way. So I love that. Yeah, I love it. All right. Okay. Thank you. Thank you again. Right. You are so welcome. Thanks for being with us, everyone. We've been talking to Nan Martin here, and please go to her website at Nan Martin Coaching. Until um, next time, take care of yourselves. Thank you from all of us here at Starseed Radio Academy. Have a great week, and remember, every day, find something to be grateful for. Okay. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Starseed Radio Academy. Visit our website at www.starseedhotline.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.